and we are rolling. We are live. Okay. Um, welcome to the podcast, guys. Um, this is episode two of the Two Twigs podcast. Episode um, dose. It's pretty exciting to be back here, honestly. I don't know about you, Brayden, but I'm pretty excited, man. You know, I just hope this one ends a little better than the last one. We did get in a little heated argument with uh, um, Anthony well, from Ohio. Okay. Maybe if that guy had been such a rude guest. Yeah, I don't I don't really know why we brought him on. but That was a mistake, and we won't let that kind of thing happen again. So we're sorry to the viewers that you guys had to hear that, but um, <laughs> we're also thankful for your listening. We're uh, super, super thankful that yeah, I think you guys took time out of your day to, like, enjoy this ex- this experience with us yeah and it looks like we're at 170 plays so far on that first episode oh which man. is just amazing i'm very grateful for all of you swan like hearted people you know swan like hearted people like swan swan people that's one way you could describe it i guess so yeah it's it's, it's been a great experience so far and and today i just i got back from a trip um yeah, down man. to table rock lake yeah, but where's that? Where whereabouts is that? So it's down the two twins podcast now. It's a pretty big lake. It goes. How big would you say? Like probably ten miles long. Ten miles long. Three miles In wide. In my experience, that's not very. That's not very big. I don't know what lake. What lake have you been to? Um, like so many. Like have you ever been to? Have you ever been to Lake Michigan? It's like this. Tiny no, I actually haven't. I, like I've heard that one's huge though. Have you ever been to Lake Superior? Uh no. Wait, I have haven't. have you ever been to Lake Dees? Uh <laughs> I can't say that I have. Where is that at? Lake Dees? Is it down south? <laughs> yeah, it's down <laughs> south, man. Okay, anyways, back anyways. to my trip. Um so basically we went to Table Rock Lake and it's it's down in Branson, Missouri. It's a great experience. It's um, a great city, man. A lot of uh Yeah, so they have the landing down there, which is sort of like their main street. Uh, a bunch of restaurants, a bunch of tourist attractions, and we actually went to this town. Just kidding. We actually went to this uh, bowling place. It was called Andy B's, and it was, I think it's two years new, and it was brand new. Looked really nice, so we went in there, got boneless wings, and then they had like it was an arcade slash bowling alley, and there was flat screen TVs too. Sure, man. So we were just watching uh, the the Nets, the Nets this versus is a pretty Bucks story, game. Brandon. What's up? It's a pretty boring story. Tell the turtle story. Okay. That's anyways, exciting. to the turtle. Um. So it's a it's a very windy road down to uh, where we were staying at, right. and and it's 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 very hilly too. Yeah, man. So there's this one very very deep, long very very tall hill and at the bottom of this hill when we were going down sure um we saw this we saw this shell like rock like structure in the uh-huh. middle of the of the road and we we thought to ourselves what if that's a turtle were you like wtf what's that turtle doing in the middle yeah, of the road yeah like this does not belong there. Yeah. So luckily, my dad's driving. He swerves, not really swerves, but avoids the turtle itself, and it's it's scared. It's inside its shell. Right. As and it should be. as it should be, like for protection, doesn't want to get its its leg cut off. You know, so it's in there. Yeah. We slam on the brakes after passing it. My my sister's boyfriend Ryan Hind, shout out him. 
he goes, hey, how about let's let's go save this turtle's life? So we get out the car. Oh, he picks it up, and he finishes the turtle's journey across the road. How how s- how awesome is that? Brian, what's your sister's name? Uh, Brooke is her name. Shout oh, out Brooke. Nice to meet you, Brooke. Um, okay. Well, that kind of brings us um to like pretty organically to like the first thing is and and that thing that we want to talk about is like happy Earth Day, guys. Like yeah, just shout out Earth today. You know, it's it's an amazing day to just go out, pick up some trash you see on the road. Yeah. Get into a recycling company. You know, put put your money and investments in there and just save the world. You know. Yeah, man. Like and, like, the cool thing about, like, the Earth is that there's, like, so much stuff going on. And, like, I think it's our job as Americans and as humans to, like, protect everything that's going on. So, like, if you guys don't mind, I would just like to read a passage from um a really interesting book that I've been reading lately. Can we get a name on the book? It's called... And author. It's called American Bison, A Natural History by Dale F. Lott. Um, with a forward by Harry W. Green. But um, I just wanted to read this little passage. Um, so what have you thought of the book so far before you read that passage? Um, I thought it's like it's a pretty interesting um, observation of the behavior of the bison at every stage of its life. Um, it talks about um, how calves act, how bulls and how, ca- and how cows um, act behavior-wise, and it talks about interactions between those different kinds of bison and be- between those bison with other animals. Yeah. Um, um, so I would just like to go ahead and um, talk about... Uh, I would just like to read a passage from this book. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, kind of, um, it's kind of about, like, bison sex, which... I know it's like Contro- oh, like controversial sex, topic. But yeah, honestly, guys, yeah, sex yeah. sells, so that's what we're gonna go ahead and do. It's scientific. Stomach. Take it as you will. Yeah, if you guys want to make this like a whole gross thing, like, like fine, go ahead. But this is just leave us out of it. Yeah, <coughs> go go ahead with this passage of yours. Okay, so this is from uh, page fifteen of the book. Okay, here we go. But for mammals, the equivalent of warm seawater is in a female's uterus. The eggs stay there, and the sperm have to journey to join them. This journey requires some seriously specialized equipment and some seriously intimate contact. Where this contact occurs isn't very important, but when and with whom matter a lot. Cows, unlike coral reef fish, release one egg at a time. To get that egg fertilized right, they need to attract a suitable bull and become willing to mate with him. Neither of these things is everyday activity for a cow, so she requires sustainable changes, changes that make her more attractive to bulls, and eventually, changes that make her willing to breed with one of them. So that was the passage, um, and I just want to hear your, um, your, your thoughts on that. Um, just like now, th- now that thoughts, yeah. Now that was amazing. Now that I'm done with that, I thought that was that was a perfect picked out passage to represent earth day and its beauty of of god's creation to be honest you know have you ever um seen bison up close i haven't i can't say i have i've seen a bunch of pictures and they look amazing i've heard they're bigger than they look on oh photos. they're big you know man, like they're big next to a human 
It is ginormous, you know. Dude, I went, um, this would have been 1999. Yeah. That I went um, out to good old South Dakota to, um. To observe? Oh, well, I was, at the time, I was in, um, training with the FBI, um, and as part of that training, um, they wanted me able to be able to like ride and tame a lot of wild beasts and animals. Wow. Um, so I had started back at HQ learning how to ride horses, pigs, dogs, that sort of thing. But um, being that the FBI is an American-run organization, I don't know if you knew that. It's an American yeah, I know. Yeah, I it's knew based that. in America. Um, America. But they sent me all the way from HQ back in Connecticut down to uh, South Dakota. And um, so me and three other agents, um, we all had to, they, they just threw us in a big old pen with some um, bison, mm-hmm. um, two cows uh, and a bull. And um, we had to learn how to hop on top of them and ride them around. And Did you name them? No, absolutely not. That's like pretty offensive t- thing to do to, to okay. bison because yeah, they have I their own specific way of communicating. I was just wondering. Um, to name them would be like saying that like they don't maybe have a name already. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, so like this process uh, took a lot of time, took a lot of um, energy, but eventually it was a pretty eye-opening experience because I like, man, I don't even even know if I could talk about it's pretty emotional. I mean, like leave it where you want to leave it, Eli. <laughs> okay, did did you lose one of them? Like, did one pass away at the... Okay, I don't know how to say this, but... So there was me and and two other agents. You, you can't say their name because it's confidential. No, I, I can say the one's name. Thank you. Because, well, I can't, I can't say one of their names, but the other one's name I can say... It was Jordan Lombowski. Um, he actually got eaten by a buffalo. <laughs> was that what was so emotional? Yeah, man. I thought so they eat. I thought they were. They're not carnivores, are they? No, not at all, man. But like, did you not feed him Jordan. like one night and he got hungry and? No, they have grass. But my friend Jordan, he was in the last stage. coworker. Yeah, he was in the last stage of um, learning how to ride these bison. And he had his shirt off. He had paint on his face. It was more like mud. He was running at the bison, as you're supposed to, just screaming, Because that's what gets them to calm down in a stressful situation like this. Okay. Well, then he grabbed the mane. He grabbed the mane of the, the bison mm-hmm. and tried to climb on top like hoist himself on, on top that's how you're supposed to do it yeah but um the ha- the hair that he grabbed on the mane like fell off like it like pulled out of his scalp of the the bull's scalp and Jordan why did he grab off the scalp no the like this like the scalp of the neck that's where mane is but anyways he oh, fell to the ground and this bison just got so mad that it just Ripped off him. its. A just a ripped off his head, then ate his arm, then his other arm. This seems very violent. Yeah, it was pretty violent, and it was like painful to watch, man. But 
because you knew him and you grew close with him on this trip to South Dakota. Yeah, man. But like the cool thing is like I still respect bison because like their population is just and it's a lesson learned to to not you know mess with them and like to correctly get on top of them. You know. Oh yeah, man. Like you got to be sure that if you're gonna be um, riding bison. It has a thick mane, and it's, like, not thick mane. at all. Yeah. It's not shedding or anything. Okay, but quick question. What's the difference between bison and buffalo? Um, I think buffalo is just, like, a colloquial term that is used to um, describe a bison. The bison is uh, – American bison are often called buffalo. However, that is oh not wow. what they actually are. Um, so it's, like, a – like a dog and like a cat kind of um i guess you could say that just both kind of like the same um, thing it's like like your turtle friend like often turtles are called yeah. like sharks or fish it's like that kind of thing oh okay um so when are we doing this intro of ours because I, I think it's about well, that's time. a good point brayden um so maybe this would be a good point to break for the intro um so this is the two twigs theme i hope you guys enjoy we'll see you in a second peace Talking in the morning, it's gonna be a real good time. Two twigs talking in the morning, you know it's gonna be alright. With Braden and Eli, and maybe a guest. When you're on the podcast, it's always the best. On the Two Twigs Podcast now. Okay. And we are back back welcome back guys welcome I really, I really hope you guys enjoyed that theme song we're done with the bison we're done talking about bison because i just kind of had a breakdown there in that break we actually had to take a break a 45 minute break for yeah, him to just me to regroup with, rejuvenate with himself <laughs> so to afford this uh equipment for this podcast we usually have to have some sort of advertisement to give us earnings. And last week it was a rent to coffin and I know many people disliked it. Some some people liked it, checked it out. But this week we're gonna go a different direction to Th- this This one's like it's really unoffensive. I don't think anyone could like really see this as a negative thing. Yeah, so. and it's, it really it really uh it gives strength to these uh to these certain people these individuals indeed it does and it's like just makes them feel like welcome and like they're part of something which yeah. is a really powerful feeling for like so yeah. i personally even have family members that are hearing impaired my mom is deaf in one ear and i just you know i accept her <laughs> for the person that she is and Good. i love her and this one kind of goes out for to her and people like her so it's basically go ahead s- go ahead man a sign language audiobook yeah and it was started by um some family friends of mine and um basically they started this this organization in uh 2006 um to just let uh hearing impaired the deaf um, have a chance to experience something that um, people with hearing yeah. get to experience if they choose to. Exactly. Like, and like people read, but like hearing the book read to you is like 
It's another so story. It's a whole other thing. Just go back to fourth grade when your teacher picks that book off the shelf and reads just a really good read to you, to the class. Mm-hmm. How good did that feel with her? It was it was illustrating erotic. voice. It was it was erotic, man. It was like unmatchable. It was beautiful. And people might ask, like, what types of books are there in this in oh, these so many. Much? So they many. have so many. Yeah, and you can literally buy any of them online. You can download them uh, for only ten ninety nine. I actually just got done with the the Giver sign language audiobook. It's a great. <coughs> actually, this uh, this uh, American Bison uh, natural history book is is uh, sign language. Really? Did they book. give you like a script for? Cause you or did you did you write down that passage that you gave to us? Well, it was part of the book, so yeah. Oh no, I have a hard copy of the book. But oh, okay. So yeah. oh, I see. So um, you use the sign language while following along. Should we go ahead book. and play them a clip? Because um, our f- our friends have actually been kind enough to send us a clip. Yeah, it's about a sounds twenty like. second clip. We can play it quick, guys. Just take this in and realize how how great of a experience it is. Go ahead, guys. Play play. Okay, it I'm gonna play it in three, two, one. Wow, how moving is that? Amazing. So, if you want to check it out, Eli, I think you have the website. What is the uh, website for them to check it's it out? Uh, sure, man. It's uh, www.hearingforthepeople.gov backslash sign language audiobook backslash promo code backslash two twigs backslash and basically in that backslash was our promo code for it you get 25 percent off with the two twig promo code yeah two twigs so go check it out guys yeah man uh i 100 percent agree and uh anyways i think i think it's time for our uh first and last guest of the day yeah i'd say so are you taking a pretzel break there eli is that what's I'm just getting in the mood to eat because our first guest is actually a chef. Yeah, he is actually a chef. It's pretty and exciting. And he's and a I'm, I'm honored to uh, have him on the podcast. Like the first two guests. And he's a family friend. Reese Bucketlist. Right? Yeah. yeah, so I'll explain. Reese okay. Bucketlist, awesome guy. He did great. The guy from Ohio didn't like, but this guy is a big shot. And I'm honored to have him. We actually went to school together. Mm, really? Back in 2003, we went to high school together, and um, we had first through third hour together. Wow! And those classes, do you remember, sir? It was it was uh, it was math, it was English, and then we had Spanish together. So I had a lot of variety. I didn't have a chef, chef, chefing class with him, but uh, yeah. So. I love the guy. His name is uh, Jack Peters, but he goes by Chef Jack. So welcome, Chef. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I could never cook with you. You were never in my child development class. So, what's up? Wait, so you you cooked you cooked in child de- development? Yeah, they were um like that class. They take you to the the baby room, and I was like, I don't care about the reproductive system. I'm a man. Yeah. Like it's 2021. Like 
<laughs> so I was like, hey, teacher. Yeah, I thought this was 2003. I think you got the years <laughs> mixed. <laughs> uh, it's 2003. Yeah, it, you know, with all the with all the cooking I'm doing, I kind of lose track. Like, I'm not always the most um, so- sober when I'm cooking. I kind of forget what time it is. Would you say that cooking is like a natural high for you? No, not at all. Oh, so why would why that doesn't make any sense? We're just gonna. What is this okay. sixth grade health class? We're just gonna avoid that question that you just had. So after high school, because we haven't we haven't seen each other since uh, graduation. Could no. How you no. been, man? Just give us a, a synopsis of your life, if you don't mind. Or well, I, I was actually gonna go to that. Where did you go after high school? What was after high school? Um, I got hired into a super high class law firm because of my excellent grades in child development class and whatnot. And uh, they said, hey, we'll pay for your Harvard Law School. I was like, okay. So they shipped me out to Boston, you know, sent me up with those those hot shots, worked in the Harvard Law School. I was like, You hey. worked there? Uh, pretty yeah, much. I was hired, bro. Dude, what is there to learn about law? What You read the, they're like, hey, here's a syllabus, re, uh, law. And I was like, okay. Here's the Bill of Rights. I didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't really go to school. I just kind of lived in Harvard and, like, cooked. I So, so basically, this is the, this is my first restaurant upstart. Oh, so nice. I had a studio apartment um, because the dorms, dorms at Harvard suck. So, I had, a, I had a studio apartment, and instead of going to my law school business, whatever, not, bi- what you know, law school, Harvard, I was like, hey. Um, there's this cool guy, his name's Jack Peters, and he's the really good professor of cook. He's just the cook professor. Professor of cook, is that like a, so what strand of Harvard Law is that? Cook. Cook, okay. Yeah. The Cook Harvard Law School, founded by Jack Peters, and I was like, I'm, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. So, I brought him some Kraft Mac and Cheese, and... It was really good. Quick question: What shape were the macaroni? That's a good question, Brady. Because that matters. Yeah, it does. In my opinion, what about you, Chef? Does it matter, Chef? Are we talking elbow macaroni? Like, like, yeah, yeah. I like elbow. Macaroni is its its own shape. What's your favorite shape of um? No, I mean it comes in like What's Star Wars. You'll have Star Wars, Scooby Doo. That's not that's crap. And then there's brother. regular. Do you know pasta? You don't know what you're talking about, dude. Okay. You didn't go to Harvard. Hey, you didn't go to Harvard Law School. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. What's your favorite um, shape of pasta? Penny. Penny. You know, is I that like little circles? Yeah. Like penny sized. Penny sized. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Where can we find this? <laughs> sorry. Where, Something funny. Where no. can we find this okay. uh, penny? Pennies. At the at the f-ing grocery store. Hey, um, please watch your language. <laughs> well, he's. He doesn't understand pasta. Like, it's not that hard. Okay. It's fine. Um, Let's just move yeah. on. Oh. So, I understand that you're going to cook something for us today. Is that correct? I, whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what are you cooking, man? And I heard this is a, um, it's an $80 entree at your restaurant in uh, New... Um, new Hampshire. New, that, yeah. Oh, new Hampshire. It, new no one... Yeah, no. That's <laughs> a little different, Eli. Yeah. New yeah, Hartford. New Hartford's a state in Canada. New Hartford, 20 minutes away? No, it's thank literally you, a state yep. in Canada. New Hampshire is like 17 hours away. 
Okay, so okay, uh, work on your geography. So basically, New it's Hampshire geology. <laughs> um, so in New Hampshire, there are like no McDonald's or people really. Um, actually, before New Hampshire, I didn't I didn't really know it existed. So I was like, I'm like a hipster chef and whatnot. Yeah, man. So I was like, I'm gonna go where it's never been done. They actually don't have any restaurants in New Hampshire. So I went down there and I talked to some families. I was like. Are you guys interested in like some food? They're like, we have that at home. I was like, you ever? Uh, it was like really awkward. I was like, like a re- restaurant. You're like awkward. Uh huh. Yep. Awkward. Yep. Um. So I asked if they wanted any restaurants. They're like, okay. Like yeah, we'll take some restaurants. And I was like, okay. So I started a restaurant and uh, good for you, man. Yeah. What really, was the, really what was empowering? Sorry. What was the name of this restaurant? It didn't have a name, Brayden. It didn't have a name. Yeah, what that. kind of question is that? It's a restaurant, it's a hipster dude. Res- it's a hipster restaurant. Like, it doesn't need a name. People okay. would just be okay. like, they hey, do you want to go to the restaurant? The people of New Hampshire would not go if it was a branded restaurant. Yeah, Brayden. That's, it's like, it's fair. basically my restaurant is like my house, and I charge people for the food I make. So oh, they just, it's, they, they don't I think it's a see. restaurant. So my, my famous dish is the gastrated beef stroganoff so can you just explain that to our viewers okay i don't i don't think you guys are gonna get it like just try your best no like seriously no we can listen at least like okay. we might not understand but we can at it's least j- listen. you're not gonna appreciate it but i'll make it okay okay so we're gonna go through the ingredients it's beef and stroganoff right yeah all right so i like penny pasta a lot okay penny pasta is really yummy i like penny pasta okay so what you do is you put some penny pasta and you put it in a blender and you disregard the shape because nice. penny pasta has its own like energy. Okay. Sure. Yep. So you blend it up and <clears throat> you put it in your your canister because we're gonna make some gas, man, gas and cream. Nice. So like, I like, like real gas. I'm confused. No, not gas. Like gasoline. Like um, penny like pasta farts? gas. Got him. We're going to go ahead and chef. Sorry. Sorry, we don't mean to be don't. immature. Yeah, you don't. Anyway. Told you you guys wouldn't get it. Do okay, keep going. keep going. Okay, so you spray the penny cream from this can, right? You spray it on the bottom and you make a happy face. I wish you guys could see this happening right now because he's doing it on, yeah. on the table for us. So you spray it and then the beef stroganoff. So you boil it until it's gray and it looks tender. Yeah. That's that's my oven. Uh, you boil it until it's gray, and you also put that in the blender. You so yeah, that's my bl- boiling. Yep. And then you put that in the blender, and you put it you put it in a gas canister. Put it in the gas canister, okay? And then you shoot it out, and it's like a bubble, it's like a beef bubble. The, this is a crowd favorite. I'm always like, ooh, beef bubble, and everyone's like, oh. Do you cook in front of people like at um like Sakura or Kahoot? Yeah. <laughs> I met uh, That was the dumb <laughs> shit I ever heard. Uh but answer the question. Do I say it again, please? Do you cook in front of people. Like like in like communal space. I get really like nervous cooking in front of people. So the, only back. the people of New Hampshire. I could cook in front of you guys any day. Or oh, okay. You're that so what type of people came in? Were they like really mean? New, New Hampshire. Hampshire? People. Can you describe them for us? New Hampshire people. 
You ever heard a? You ever met a New Hampshire person? I can't say exactly. So they're very isolated. Person? They isolate themselves outside of the, outside of the state. Eli, Eli, you ever met a New Hampshire person, bro? Um, I have it, but I actually read a book on um, the history of New Hampshire and its culture. Um, and I actually have a passage from that book, and I want you to tell me how accurate this is as far as What's um, New Hampshire and people. Okay, yeah. So this book is called uh, New Hampshire, A Natural History, semicolon, People and Their Ideas, semicolon, A Natural History, semicolon, New Hampshireans. So this is from page 48. Yo, did you get that at the New Hampshire bookstore? Or did you order online? No, I got it at the New Hampshire bookstore. Dude. I've never been there, but um, I just got it from there anyway. Uh, mad respect. I really messed with the New Hampshire bookstore. Um, so, yeah, I'll go ahead and um, read this passage. New Hampshireans didn't evolve an enzyme that can digest cellulose, but they did evolve a happy home for the bacteria that have evolved such an enzyme. The front part of their stomach is segmented off by a fold, the rumen, in which newly swallowed food is kept for a while. The fold probably came before grass appeared on the earth. It created a special place where food, as soon as it was swallowed, could be detoxified. The plant's chemical defenses neutralized by some toxin-eating bacteria living there. But now it serves as a place where some very helpful bacteria put their enzymes to work digesting the cellulose. So, Chef Jack, um, how have you adapted your recipes um, to not include cellulose since New Hampshireans can't really digest um, cellulose. Uh, do you want to know something about me, Eli? Sure, man. I put a lot of cellulose in all my in all my dishes. Peppers, Dude. nuts, brain. So do they just puke that out because they can't digest they, it? No, they're they're lying in that book. I went to the New Hampshire bookstore and called the, called the dude out. Dude, it's all a lie. The New Hampshireans don't understand themselves. Would you say there's like an existential crisis going on in New Hampshire right now? More than that, dude. It's like a the government should declare a national emergency because New Hampshire people they're they're so they're so taut. Yeah. In their ways. They they believe what's not real, man. It's it's a real crisis of the 21st century. I know what you mean, man. There's were like you even listening to me, or were you uh, busy? I'm sorry. I was just taking a little drink, but... Gulp of um, water just went down. I know exactly what you throat. mean, because um, in my home country of um, Ostiwana, um, there's actually a similar crisis going on right now, and it's like pretty It's pretty sad to see it happen. That's uh, that's what New Hampshireans call New Hampshire, so what are you telling me? Mm-hmm. What are you telling me? Yo, you, are we, uh, am I from New Hampshire? Oh, my God. Did you eat a lot of low cellulose f- diets? I have never consumed cellulose before because I was always told that I couldn't. Like I was told from my, like from a young age that it was like not good for me. But um, that's pretty awkward. We got one person saying there's they eat cellulose. Okay, did you? Okay, actually, okay. I feel like Honestly, someone's lying wait, here. Is this beef stroganoff? Um, this area of beef stroganoff does it have cellulose? Hella cellulose. Okay, Hella. guys, we're gonna do this live on air. I'm going to try cellulose for the first time ever. <laughs> Let's go. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and eat this aerated cell this aer- this aerated beef stroganoff, which consumes how many milligrams of cellulose would you say? We'll say 35 for 50. Okay. 
That seems good every to me. fifty milligrams or thirty-five milligrams of cellulose. That's a lot, dude. You you might. Oh, I you. think it'll be good. Do okay. we need to call an ambulance we just should, to we be safe? Get someone on on the. On we the actually scene. have a paramedic on staff. He's just upstairs, but. Um, we actually brought him down here just now. His his name is Joel Burris. Can I just eat this already? Joel Burris is but on site as a paramedic, okay. ready to rescue Eli. Okay, okay, three, two, one, first bite. Chewing. Mm, how's that crunch? Chewing. Oh my god. That's a crunch. Chewing. Swallowing. Not yet. I'm just observing the taste. Just take it mouth. in. Leave it on the tongue. Leave it on the tongue. Seems to be get a little. Seems to be getting a little nervous. Silence. Is he is he alive? Is it down the esophagus? Do too? we need to check pulse? Eli, are you with us? He's lying. Joel, we need Joel. Joel, get in there. Hey guys, this is Eli. Um, at this time, I would like to formally apologize to our viewers. At this point in the program, I nearly died, and it was quite gruesome. So I am just censoring this part a little bit by just kind of adding this little banter and just kind of explaining what happened. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and get you back to the regular scheduled program in three, two, one, zero. Uh, performed CPR. It went well. He is alive. Let me tell you guys, that was a thrill. That was uh, that was really a big rush for me. How am I, one out of five stars? One through five stars. What do you five give star. it? Five star. I give it a five star. Well, obviously, because you're the as chef. As far as the meal, it. or like as far as like the rush. The react. The the experience. Uh, the whole experience in general, I'd give it like mm, probably six point nine stars out of five. Would you recommend to the general? New Hampshire population. They need, you need to put a those. warning on that, Jack. Would Chef you, Jack. Would you? I don't. Sh shut up. Would you? Uh, would you recommend overdosing on cellulose intake for your day? And that is a I would say controversial like, topic. I would body. say like if you can, but if you're gonna do it, um, just be smart about it. You know what I mean? Like, make sure you're there with like a loved one and someone you trust who's gonna make sure you don't eat too much cellulose. That make actually, sure there's a. Me into my my main reason I'm here, like legalize like cellulose, for real. Oh, it's illegal in New Hampshire. Yeah, in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. My whole campaign, man. I'm going across the country. Somehow landed in this basement, man. In Iowa. I wanted this cellulose to be free. Cellulose. He knows the wonders of cellulose. How do you make? How do you make cellulose? You don't. How do you cook it? Or you you don't. It's everywhere. What do you mean it's a Dude, people in New Hampshire, how do you don't, contain they it don't then? eat vegetables. Harnessing okay, so then how do you contain it? Harnessing cellulose has been a, a big problem for thousands of years. The, the media doesn't talk about it, man. Uh-uh. It's, uh, it's, it's disturbing, the, pro it the really issues is. we have today. All right, so anyways. Well, I think that's all the time we have for our guests today. But yeah, I um, think you should probably take off. You just about killed 50% of our hosts. That's a good point. He needed it. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is basically I'm going to go ahead and mute Chef Jack's mic so that um, he stops talking being heard about and stuff. Yeah. So anyways. Back well, Brayden, let me tell you something. That was a really fun second episode. That was awesome, you know? And I believe 
that the people learned a lot about bison, a lot about cellulose, and a lot in general. Yeah. I think it was... Um, Can we have an address for these people that are looking to go to the New Hampshire bookstore? Uh, the New Hampshire bookstore is um, 1100 New Hampshire Avenue, New Hampshire, New Hampshire. Oh, wow. That's pretty simple. Yeah. Zip code is 11000. Okay. So... Anyways, we just we just thank you all for listening. Um, we're not wrapping up quite yet, but uh, I'm wrapping up. Well, I'm not, so you can just turn your mic off. I'll talk to myself. But um, yeah, so basically, we're so grateful for all you you listeners. And Chef Jack is just an example, a perfect example on how to act on this podcast i thought he did a great job better than anthony from last week um i believe if eli was still here he would say that we need to set some guidelines for guests on the show or podcast i would say and i think he did a fantastic job i don't know what he's i'm back he's back this is really really boring to listen to Braden. so we're gonna go ahead and sign off this has been eli smith and Brayden Burnett. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Peace out, flower princesses. Two twigs talking in the morning. It's gonna be a real good time. Two twigs talking in the morning. You know it's gonna be alright. Braden and Eli, and maybe a guest. When you're on the podcast, it's always the best. On the Two Twins Podcast Now.